There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Guys, check this out. If you were sentenced to death mm -hmm. in prison for the rest of your life, uh -huh. well, on death row, you were gonna, you were yes. gonna die. What would be your last meal? Last meal, easy. Mm -hmm. What? L&B Spumoni Gardens from Brooklyn, the best pizza in the world. I don't know if that was a plug or her actual answer. I don't know. <laughs> Both. Are you? L&B, holla at me. Is that your sponsor? Mine would be Tere Gorpis. Oh, Mago, you took my answer. I'm sorry. But it got to be cooked by my mom, though. That's it. <laughs> so you, she's going to be let in so she she's can cook gonna, it? Exactly. Okay, go ahead. Before, Frank, before she watches the sun Frank, remember, my, just one meal, all right? One, okay. Uh, my meal would be from Carmine's on 89th and, and Broadway, and my dessert will be from oh. the lady that serves Habichuela con Dulce on 183rd and St. Nick, Mike's favorite place. Yeah, Wait, I didn't know we had courses. I didn't know either. Because <laughs> I would have got a dessert, ever. too. I feel like this is like a sponsored plug. What's up? What's good? Too much energy in here. Way too much energy. I needed a calculator for that one. You guys don't know how to act. Swear to God, yo. We are like little kids in a toy store right now. This is crazy. Like a new stack of Legos. Oh my God. This is the next chapter, people, and it feels good. This is for, yo, for those of you that don't know, it's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh, okay, okay. 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 Just, just for clarity, just right. for clarity. This is episode 14, and wow. hi, my name is Rachel La Loca. Hi, um, I'm Michael Diaz, also known as Juan Bago. Okay. Hi, I'm Frank Nibs, a.k.a. Frank Spiracy. Got it. Okay. And I'm the designated hitter, Danny Garcia. Ah! <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I have a quick thing to say about Danny. Um, I was asking Danny if he can come in to sub for Jamie, and he was like, are you in the new studio yet? Oh, <laughs> you know what's funny? Excuse me. I thought that you took it that way. Once I asked, I was like, oh, I was just asking to be curious. Yeah, not to be like, no. If you said no, I would have been like, nah, chill, I can't do it. Yeah. In my I'm rider, busy. it says I must be yeah. in the new studio. I don't Please. go above 59th Street anymore, so okay. You forget he's a SAG actor. Yeah, you're SAG Excuse actor. me. Represent. Yes. Rep- and, and where are my M&Ms? <laughs> Sorry. They're in my writer also. There's Come Dunkin' on. Donuts yes. in there, Danny. One step at a time, okay? Right. Fine. S- so, Rachel, why don't you tell um, our audience and our listeners where we're at now? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, we are at the new studio, okay, because we're part of the Revolver Network, in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. We're at Univision Euphoria Studios oh. in Midtown Manhattan. We broke out the Fancy hood. shit. Fancy shit. We went Fancy from ashy to classy, okay? You know what I mean? Overnight, we went from the projects to a luxury condo. <laughs> <laughs> it feels really good. We got right. access to the roof. <laughs> yo, we got a door, man, yo. Wow. Yo, like, he was like, yo, let me see ID. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is Damn. dope. This is great. Usually I just got to buzz a number. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you usually got to wait for a abuela to be like, bang, bang, bang. Well, somebody walking their dog and shit. Yo, you live here? Yeah, yeah, I got a, I know somebody in the second floor. <laughs> we got Avion water, people. Yes, wow. we have that actual water. volume. We were having tap water in the old studio. <laughs> they, they ran out of water. What are you talking about? Oh, that's about? true. No, what, to the toilet was always own. empty. Now I know why. Now I know why. It was, uh, it was tap Damn. water. Oh, Sorry, I took a, can I take a water break? Hold on. <laughs> oh, everybody's sipping on their Avion. Oh, They're this so is amazing. fancy. That's some good water. Yo, the wow. green room. Yeah, I've I've been on set sometimes, and now uh, this green room is beautiful. Talk about it. it. What's in it? I, yo, there's a, a mirror. mirror. There's a mini refrigerator. With lights. A vanity mirror. Yeah. A vanity mirror. Yeah. So Danny uh, took I advantage. I was clutching my chin hairs. <laughs> Danny was doing makeup, although this is just a podcast, but you enjoy the whole... Because I like to feel nice. But no, you do. I like to, I look you're nice, a SAG actor, nice. so you're used to wearing exactly. makeup. Exactly. <laughs> and having people put it on for you. Exactly. I got to work on my skills. Yo, I'm going to watch some YouTube videos to get my skills up. Yo, SAG actor to SAG eligible actor. Yeah. Don't you, doesn't it feel great when you get pampered and get mm-hmm. makeup put on? Yeah. It's so awesome. I don't want to leave uh, I, when that happens. I don't need to get paid. I just need to get right. makeup put on, and I feel I'll good. I'll leave yo. after that. Yo. Oh, there's a scene I got to shoot. Oh. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll stick around. By the way, shout-outs to you in the seven seconds. I binged seven seconds this whole weekend, oh, and every time your scene came up, I got interrupted. Right. So I actually saw your scene three times. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's a loyal fan. That's a, that is a loyal fan. Congrats good to job. you, by the Thank way. You. Excellent. So Danny is in for Jamie, who is vacationing in España. España. In Galicia. Galicia. He's very, very uh, fancy on his eyes. He's looking good. He he took a shower. You saw? Yeah. He took a what? He took a shower. (laughs) Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. And Europeans usually don't bathe. (laughs) 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 They look like they're having a really good time. How's everybody doing? Okay, aside from the fact that, like, we've been given this beautiful gift of a new studio, how the hell are you? Um, I'm pretty good. We're good. I, um, I have had a really bad neck. Because on Saturday, I was performing for um, Who Made the Potato Salad, mm-hmm. and I was doing the lip sync uh, contest, mm-hmm. and I think I moved too much. Mm. Um, and also, uh, I think I'm just going to give up comedy and be a stripper. Really? Because Shit. we did Freak Me Baby, and we were like strippers, and yo, the women went crazy. What? Yo. There was like 100 women screaming yeah, and everything. Just being nice, Mike, please. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't quit your day job. Um, so yeah, I had they were like, he, he needs encouragement. So shout outs <laughs> to on, my clap, clap. Shout outs to my team, Leche team. Uh, we uh, we won. We won Congrats the Lexington. Oh, congrats, my brother. Yeah, we won. Yeah, it was Good pretty stuff. cool. Um, and I think we're gonna try, you know, try to do a rematch. 
Mm, but uh, it was fun. Potato sa- shout outs to X Mayo, which was our guest a couple weeks ago. That's right. It was a great, 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 great show. It was awesome. A lot of POC, right? Yeah, a lot of POC. People of color. Yes. Oh. There was a lot of. Actually, POC, people of color and comedy. POC. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. So that's dope. While Ka-ka. you were performing <laughs> at the Pocok, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was also performing at the Diverse as Fuck Festival. So shout out to Millie, to Maris, uh. and everybody who was involved. Room 28 performed. Right. It was so much fun. We did a sketch that we love doing. I mean, we love doing all the sketches, but this particular one, it just is so solid. And I think what exudes from that stage is pure just joy. And people were feeling that. Um, we did a sketch called Fairy Talento where we set our people back <laughs> decades. Um, we play a, a lot of Hispanic stereotypes that we probably shouldn't be talking about. <laughs> the Mexican maid. <laughs> um, and it was, we created like Latino fairy tales like uh, Rice, um, what is it? Juan and the Beanstalk. Wow. Uh, that's a Peter Netflix Pan show. Con queso. Yeah. That's on Netflix. Snow <laughs> White and the Seven Bodegas. Ah! <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it went over well. Uh, but like I said, we set our people back a few uh, decades, but mm. you know that's comedy, right? Mm. Um, Rachel, uh, yeah. I just want to say that uh, the nomination bug has been going around. Yo, we hot right yeah. now. Yeah, we all go down. We all go down. So know like what's what? Happening? Down, 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 it's in the water. Down, down. It's in the Asian water. Yeah, it's in the it's the water. I guess. Damn. I thought so. the only thing hot around here was Mike's breath. <laughs> <laughs> So, we so we're in a right new now. studio and you're still with your old ways. Huh? New studio, old jokes, man. Old jokes, man. <laughs> Come on changed, now. That's your upper lip, know? anyways. <laughs> so, oh, good one. What are you, five? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so. Right, yes. What have we been nominated for? No, go for? ahead. You Why do you me. always make no, me just, say? Because. Like, like, stop this thing and then I'll let you go. You got a better voice. That. That's why. Yes, I'm very nasal, actually. I cannot shake this cold. It is bad. But anyway, so forgive me for the like nasal voice. Okay, so Room 28 did a sketch called Latino Vortex in partnership with Broadway Video's Mas Mejor. So shout out to everybody over there. Mm-hmm. You know, Lorne Michaels. Hey, Lorne. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we have been nominated for a New York City independent Film Festival Award yeah. Best Comedy wow. Short. Yes. Holy that is you dope. believe that? Written by Jamie. Oh. Shout out to Jamie. Directed by SNL's Odds Rodriguez. Damn right. Wow. And uh, produced by uh, Rachel and I. Well, yes. speaking of nominations, guys, what? my short film, Some Bad News, got nominated for another short another film. Another festival, festival. Oh. carajo. Say Greedy Jeez. festival, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will try not to make good short films in the future just so I can spread the love around. <laughs> And not get accolades for myself. Congrats Frank, to you. Frank uh, still no nomination for best Uber driver. Not yet. Not yet. You Coming up. It. They you should have an Uber right? award. They should. They should. And Frank. it should be televised. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The Uber drivers should get. Yeah, they should get driven there in limos. Yeah. If no, we're I'm rating a, you, they should drive no, themselves yeah. there. I'm, no, I'm going to get Uber to drive us home after the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's up? That's next. Yeah. The the guy, the driver's going to be like, oh, were you at the? Oh, okay, cool. Because I didn't get invited. And you'd be like, it's only for uh, five-star people. You That's know, it, sorry, five star and up. Five star and up, buddy. What's your rating for? That's why you didn't get invited. Frank, I still am a little amazed that you still don't know your, your ratings, your uh, Uber driving ratings. He does it for the love. He does it for the love of Ubering. Not about, it's not Danny, about the rating. Danny, you know me well. Danny, you know me well. <laughs> Yo, I heard a rumor. I heard that like more people are meeting their significant others in Ubers and Lyfts than like online dating now. Is that true? There is so much talk inside a car when you're driving someone, as you guys know. So sometimes we get into very intimate conversations. 
So okay. we Yo, do get very intimate with our guests. Uber confessions. You heard I, I said guest? I had a friend of mine that passed out and woke up at the Uber driver's house. Wow. That Wait a minute. Happen? That sounds illegal. In the house. Oh, yeah. no, we or outside it. of the house. Does that I mean, happen for you? No, sometimes you do get clients that are drunk and they can't wake up. And you know what? We take care of them. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I mean, he took what them home. Francis. <laughs> Francisco Nibs. What does that mean? No, guys, I made it Do in a nice way. Do you carry the water and the gum from the car to your apartment as well? Like, no, no. We take, care of our, right? we take care of our guests. We take okay. care of our guests. Holy so that Uber driver perhaps he took, puts you know. He shoes back that on. Person probably could, that person <laughs> probably couldn't keys? get up or what have you, and they weren't, you know. They weren't coherent, and, you know, they took care of them until, you know. I have a question, though. How about the Uber pools? Like, do you like all that talk? No, I don't like Uber pools. I don't like Uber pools. I want to hear your take. You don't don't really make money with Uber pools as an Uber driver. You do it if you're, like, outside of New York, and you're coming back in, and you want to come back with a fare, so you grab a whole bunch of people. Mm. You, 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 and you. Where you going? Let's go. Come on. There you go. Get in the car. Come on. We're coming back from Jersey. (laughs) I have not had a good Uber pool experience yet, and I've had about 15 of them already. And I don't know why I I keep doing it. Jew moment. I guess because it's like $6. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's the price of a train fare. You're like, all right, fuck it, I'll I do mean, it. I mean, I got home from the freaking financial district to the Upper East Side for nine dollars yesterday. Hey, you can't beat that. I had to that. put up with this Russian guy talking and screaming. He wasn't talking; he was screaming. Like the whole way uptown, it was very annoying. Would you rather do that or get in the train or get in the bus with you know? Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The bus. I'm a SAG actor. Come on, <laughs> I like the bus. Take it I like easy. I like the bus. There's actually a better class of people on the bus. You know Are what I'm they? saying? Yeah, yeah. Then they wouldn't be on the bus. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Wow. Sag a million over here. Listen, I'm drinking Avion water, okay? My uh, my stock just went up. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, we didn't have a pochinche bites last week. Right. And Jamie's still not back. Jamie, so come back already. I'm going to take a crack at it. I'm going to try to okay. do the pochinche bites this week. All right. All right. So, let's. Uh, hmm. It's time for your Latinos Out Loud segment starting lineup. Coming up first with Ochinche Bites, it's Jamie Fernandez. By the way, Anthony is in the house blessing us. That's a good one. Good one. And uh, you can't answer back, but uh, a lot of pressure to continue with these intros, man. Like, it's just, just, you're like a machine, bro. Answer man, bro. He's, He's my favorite. Who's your favorite what? No, nothing. I just... Okay. No. I'm just checking. <laughs> um, all right. So, guys. So, I uh, did some homework. I have some uh, bochincha bites. The first one okay. is a man in Romania is trying to prove to the government that he's alive. Yo, that sounds like oh. fake news, Mike. For real. What do you it's mean? fake news, man. How is it fake news? Is he dead? Wait. No, he's, he's alive? alive, but the government's saying that he's dead and he's trying to prove it. That I'm sounds just, weird. That sounds like something Frank would probably you say. Know? Okay, so uh, we'll scratch that. Who told, like, how did he get fake dead? I think his wife uh, submitted, like, a death certificate. Oh, I can see that. And so, like, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you are dead to me. I'm going to screw this dude's life all up. Exactly. And then <laughs> tell the government he's dead. And then I think by the time he found out, it expired to, like, rub, like rebuttal. So he's dead, and they're not believing him. My, ex, right. my ex-wife did something like that to me, but anyway. Oh, <gasps> that's a whole other segment. There you go. Damn. <laughs> Wow. Yo, you be That's episode 15. A lot of emotional, <laughs> yeah. like, Are you still over her or no? no, no You're no, not no. over her yet? No, everything's cool. Okay. <laughs> DK. It's all love. DK. No, it's fine. I sleep at night. It's fine. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Okay. So let me take another question. Jersey Shore is back this Thursday, guys. Hey. Uh, you ready to old news, man? What do you mean? Mike. Old news. Jamie, Jamie reported yeah. that week. Yeah. You recycling back. his bochicha bites? 
Okay. So That's the gonna... homework you did. You just listened to Jamie's Bochita Bites and recycled them. Okay. All True. Right. Well, um, uh, how about this one? So, in Oklahoma City, apparently a man stole four hundred dollars worth of beef jerky from a God convenience damn. store. What? Yes. Beef jerky. jerky. Beef jerkies. Yes. I mean, so the man was hungry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he wanted snacks. Jimmy Wait, John's. I'm sure that wasn't you because you love beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I would probably steal like three hundred dollars worth. Four hundred. That's Come crossing on, the that's line. Where do you put all that shit? You know. Yo, one day I was with Mike and he was just snapping into a slim jim every three seconds. I was like, yo, relax. I was on a low carb diet, all right? Who needs that much beef Take jerky? Take it easy, Umberto. Yo, there's no carbs Order in a beef jerkies. <laughs> so what am I gonna do? Oh, maybe two. Wait, maybe two, Maria. Where maybe just two. We? Huh? Where were we when you were snapping all that beef, uh, beef jerky? jerky I'm probably on set somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what, it was, was Latino right. Vortex. All right. So uh, I don't have much after that, but here's uh, another thing that's been going around. There has been the. Did you hear about the whole condom challenge? What the hell is that? No. no. So apparently I these kids went from the pods from <laughs> from eating the pods. Now they're doing a thing where they take a. Wait, condom. is it the same kids that are eating the pods? Yeah, they they, <laughs> they, go, through, wow. yeah, they got together. And was like, yeah, it's, it's like a focus pods. group right. of challenges. And the next the challenge they have, yeah. Who's got so, something? The challenge is they're taking the, the condom yeah. and they're sniffing it from their nose what? and they're coming out and they're spitting it out. <laughs> I've done that. What the- <laughs> wow, that's very creative. Yeah. So Maybe they're of- just clearing their nasal passage. Maybe they're just- <laughs> There's no neti pot. Exactly. Yeah. So they're like, man, this cold has been really messing me for a couple of weeks. I know. Wow. It's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, so it's it's a big thing now. It's taking over the pot. So do they actually sniff it before they use the condom? <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know. It- I saw some video. It looked used, but I'm, I don't know. I that's can't confirm that. That's a very specific that. fetish. I don't think you can find that on Pornhub. No. no. That's not. You can't type that in. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you can find a lot on that website. Jamie, not that I've been. Jamie would know. Damn it. Where's Jamie when you need yeah, him? I know. I know. I really, you know, after your bochicha bites, I really miss Jamie. Like, enough. Enough is enough in España. Come home. Regresa. All right. Well, I'm done then. I'm finished. And now it's time for my least favorite segment, mm-hmm. the localist. You just say that because it's the best. <laughs> Come on, come on. Loca. Uh. Loca. It's the queen, y'all. Loca. The Loca list. That's right. Mm. We back with another list. This one I thought really long and hard on yes. because I am a native New Yorker born in Brooklyn. Okay. Wait, I, love, I love this one. Go ahead. You um you say you're from Brooklyn, right? Correct. What Brooklyn. part of Brooklyn? It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from the hood. Because so she's from Brooklyn. <laughs> and you don't know. No, I'm exposing you today. You're like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. Sheep says Bay. The crime, the crime historically in Sheep says Bay is really low. It's like three percent. Washington Heights is more dangerous. <laughs> but she brags today. about it. Yeah, it's more dangerous Brooklyn. today. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. So let's get the let's audience members just understand next time Google where. Sheep say bay is. You hear Brooklyn crickets. No gunshots. Crickets. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Whitebread Connecticut? I, I, I'm That's proud it. of that. I brought the crime in the Connecticut. You on the other hand. This what is over here. Diaz is in the house. Yo, What's up, Connecticut? 17 years. <laughs> 17 years. Yo, well, look, Sheep uh, Bay is very nice. A lot of Jews, <laughs> a lot of Italians. <laughs> uh, but I am from Brooklyn, and I rep it so hard, okay? You do, However, you sure now do. I live in Manhattan. So. I, I thought you were from Bushwick like when I first no, knew you. No, I mean, I, 
have friends from Bushwick. You know what? Let me just state something for the record real quick, okay? Because I may be born in Sheepshead Bay, but I went to school in Flatbush, okay? Oh, I went to high school and college in Booyakasha. Flatbush, Brooklyn. <laughs> Listen, I, I grew up many in Brooklyn, a dollar too. Man. I grew up in East New York, so That's I feel right. like oh, you know, you're, you're, you're you're a tough guy. Blah, 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 blah. Okay? But, and, but Danny, you got stories. I do have stories. Yes. That's true. I can't and you went to a nerdy high school, so I went stop fronting. <laughs> Yo, Rachel's <laughs> taking everybody <laughs> down with her. I know. She's like, <laughs> you know like, what? I'm scratching. She's like 45. I'm you No. <laughs> fake news. And you know what, you Frank? And you are not even say nothing. What the fuck? I'm defending you. Can I get to the Back to the localist. All right, damn it. Here we go. This week's localist are the top things that have changed in New York City over the last 20 years. Interesting. All right. So, number 10, the New York City skyline. It's changed quite a bit over oh, sure the last, has. like, a lot of new buildings going up. The new Big Bend building. Did you hear about this? The Big Bend. What is that? That was a nickname on my book. Go ahead. Yeah, that was a position I used to frequent. <laughs> that um, I've seen on Pornhub. The Big Bend is a proposed skyscraper coming yeah. to New York City, and the U-shaped skyscraper will be the longest building in the wow. world wow. with a height of 1,969 feet. Where would it they put that in New York? It will also be the tallest building in New York. It's going to be right Right here in Midtown, we'll be able to see it from this new studio. Wow! But it's going to be in the shape of a U. Isn't ah. that interesting? Wait! Wow! An upside, upside down. down That's U. an N. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, get back to you. Okay. The notes. Rachel, get back to you. Uh, next on the list. Look, I do my homework. Okay, if you want to look it up, they're calling it a U-shaped. I'm gonna Google it. Go ahead. All right, number nine, the smoking ban. Y'all remember that? Oh the yes. Ban? That's when Mike picked up the hookah. Go ahead. Yo, 2002, Mayor Bloomberg banned smoking <laughs> in restaurants, bars, and parks, and beaches, and pedestrian plazas. Like on the one hand, it was great because like us females used to go home reeking of cigarette smoke, yeah, like our hair yeah, from like the clubs. Oh. Um, but on the other hand, you know, sometimes you want a beach and you just want to light a joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of sucks. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did Bloomberg um, unintentionally uh, start the hookah trend? <laughs> I believe so. I think you have to ask Mike. Uh, he's an expert in. Because I don't think that was his in, intention. Uh, he was like, I, I want, I do I want all smoke out of uh, restaurants and bars and Dominican. No, I think like, hookah started on its now. own. No, That's hookah a started. That is a. <laughs> it was. It was a loophole. Leave law. it to Dominicans to find there the truth. You, right. you, you know go. what I'm saying? All right, number eight, the creation of 311. You know now there's, there's 911 and 311. I've never called one. What do you use 311 for? You can now snitch <laughs> on your landlord oh, if yeah. he doesn't turn up the heat or the hot water. Okay. And you can also find out if alternate side of the street parking rules are suspended. Those mm. are two very separate things, but all right. Yeah. Okay, I guess. It's yeah. pretty good. Okay, number seven, trans fat and calorie counting on restaurant menus to combat obesity in New York. Now you know just how closer you are to a heart attack before oh, you order your food. Obviously, you know I never look at that. You know what I'm saying? I was yep. going to say, yet. Everybody's still fat. There you go. Because <laughs> when was this implemented? That scared anybody, you're right. <laughs> How much trans fat does this have? Fuck Whatever. it. <laughs> I knew that before. The yeah. trans fat didn't change because they're telling me. Yo, get that away from me. I don't want to see that. <laughs> a Big Mac has what? 17,000 calories? Yes, I want a I'll double. I'll take two. I'll take a double. <laughs> it's on the dollar menu. <laughs> and a Diet Coke. Yo. <laughs> And a small fry, because I'm trying to watch my figure. All right, number six, train countdown clocks, which according to my research, and this is my own proprietary study, has caused a dramatic increase in slip and fall accidents, as well as pushing, shoving. I just got shoved in the teta the other day. Wow. Because somebody looked up at just the clock and it said one. Yeah, just one. Okay. And the right one, which is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. And they looked up at the clock and it said one minute. They're like, get out of the way. And I'm like, there's going to be another train coming. Like, what the fuck? So wait, did they touch it or elbow it? Because it looked like it got elbow. I got an touched. elbow. I, no, I got an elbow. So you got elbow then touched? 
Did I say touched? Yeah. I got elbow. You made a grippy. Okay. A grippy uh, you did you this. Know, you did just, I'm a very <laughs> horny pregnant woman. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Get out of my way, man. Whoa, those are hey, hard oh, nipples. Hey. But I was like, still, do that again. Come here and use your both hands. <laughs> I got wow. another one, you know? You can't just touch one titty. I got two titties. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was pretty Let's not get started. Okay. Uh, number five, bike lanes. Oh, Although you'll I hear- hate bike lanes. I, I they take up all the parking. No, they take up, up all the parkings. I Listen, hate them. You're doing a lot of bike lashing right now, okay? Let's, let's relax with the bike lash, okay? Now, although a lot of people like you guys are talking shit about it, it's actually like the wave of the future. There are uh, over 100 cities in the United States. Rachel, when was the last the time you ride a bike? I, I know, you know, you know I was going to say that. I, I'm actually for it. I think oh, it's, come I, on, I think, it's, I think it's better for the environment. Yes. It is. I'm that guy. How many people you see riding bikes in New York? A lot. What are you talking about? Because of the bike lanes. Okay. It wasn't for that. It'd be more cars, and we'd be, be fucking sniffing exhaust. All right, we can move on. Reduce yeah, your yeah. carbon footprint, people. No, you're right. You're right. You we gotta go. Mean? Yeah, we have, we, have to, we have to go green. We're yeah. trying to build a better. Go earth. from a size 13 to a size two. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> okay, weather. Speaking of like changes here, weather. Snow in April, huh? Uh, believe this here in New York. Geez. Well, the highest precipitation level in years here in the Northeast. Mm. I look at it as a positive though, because <laughs> um, I get to rock my Uggs in April, which uh, is always a plus. Yeah. I know men hate Uggs. But those are my favorite shoes. Ugh. And Ugh. I also Smurf get to, shoes. I love Ugh. them. I also get to wear layers to hide my chichos for more months. So that's beautiful. Fun. I don't like the wet weather because my hair. Now that I have hair, is hard to manage. Wow. The frizz. Uh, the beard. Oh, Diva both. Danny's. Both. All of my hair. Hey, perate. Metrosexual there. Metro. Danny, you're mafino, bro. I'm just saying. I don't think I want you, dude. I'm sag, bro. I got to take care of myself. Uh, okay, number three, food trucks. Oh, that, yeah. There's been a lot of food, new food trucks here in New York City. We've seen an increase in halal trucks, that traveling popcorn truck that I run after every time I see. Um, <laughs> you buy food You buy food from those halal trucks? Nah, man, too. I don't like that. That's nah, just, that smells weird. Nah, but they everywhere. That's true. But let it be well, known. Let it be known that Dominicans were the first to market with this crafty cuisine on the go with chimichurri trucks in the Heights. True Hell yeah. Facts. All right, white and people. in Brooklyn. It's true. All right, and white in people. Yep. Yes. Yep. Not in Sheep's at Bay, Brooklyn, Not but Bay. in Brooklyn. But in East New York, I grew up, I saw a few chimichurri chucks. Yeah. Yeah. Take, but I, but when I Rachel went to school, she saw it, though. Yeah, she's she like, saw what the is chimichurri that? Chucks. They don't have those in my neighborhood. In Flatbush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two. Yo, ask about me in Flatbush, son. You oh, get snuffed real quick, okay? What a real quick. Right, because we asked wow. about you. Who wants to That's get snuffed? That's all you got to do is be like, oh, you Yo, know you Rachel? Know Rachel? <laughs> and the razor blade Wait, comes Rachel? out from under the tongue. Sure, Rachel, with the fantastic diction? <laughs> yeah, I know Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the Rachel who's mad on TikTok? Yo, that Matt Proper, yeah, Rachel? Rachel? Yeah, I know Matt huh? Proper, yo. I love that you complimented my diction. Wow. Yeah, no problem. I, it's, it's kind of a it's a twofer. I, I compliment you, but then I also like insult you. Slap me at the same time. Yeah, backhand compliments. But I appreciate I like that. that. I do focus very hard on my diction. <gasps> okay. Wow. Number two. Okay. Get a load of this, speaking of Brooklyn. Brooklyn is now the most expensive place to live wow. in the country. What a, wow, what a wow. coincidence. In the country. Wow. Sheep State Bay was still on that list before the whole transition. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of this. But, I'm you never going to hear the end yeah. of She can't even move back to where she grew up. Yo. I yeah. can't. She can't afford it, yo. <laughs> She's walking the streets, but I grew up here. <laughs> I, this is my home. My parents are still there, so it's all right. Oh. Yeah, I go back. All right, and the number one thing that has changed in New York City over the last 20 years, uh-huh. this is going to blow you away. Oh, my God. You might catch a buzz off of this one. Mm-hmm. Pollinating bees in the northeast of the United States now arrive 10 days earlier than they did uh, in the 80s. 
is that a, is, here. Is that a fact? Fact. These wow. are all facts. You know I do my research. And that's this week's local list. Thank you. Okay. Wow, very good. Thank you so much. Thanks. That was good. I like that. I like yeah. dropping gems and little I see that. knowledge really here and there. Awesome. You know what I mean? More than So Bago you're does. saying now 10 days. So what is it now? So instead of April, it's like the last week of March? Do you know that detail or you need to... What, what do I look like? The form- I'm not the farmer's almanac, Mike. I don't okay. know exact dates, but okay. I do know that the bees are going to get here earlier and I hope you get stung by one. Okay. <laughs> but what is- are you, you allergic to bees? I don't know. I've never been stung by a bee. I okay. got stung by a bee when I was seven. Seven. I was oh. in elementary school and I was in the playground and I felt a little buzz in my ear and I swatted away. And then I got inside after recess. I looked down my shirt. My, my chest was itchy. Uh-huh. I looked chest in the, hair? Yeah, chest hair no, at my seven? chest was itchy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I look in, and there was a dead bee in the inside yeah. of my shirt. Wow. I must have swatted and killed it. But the motherfucker stung me before Ooh, he, he died. Oh, he got you. He had, his, he had his last meal <laughs> before right. he died. Oh, uh, good callback. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Speaking of callback, uh, it's time for fake news. Ooh. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Good evening, folks. Hi, Frank. Hi, Hi. Frank. How are we? We're Great. good, man. We're, That's we enjoyed a new studio and everything. Thanks you for really asking. You really look like a reporter right you now. Do. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, the backwards Yankee cap does it for me. Yeah. Oh, hold on. With that mysterious can in the brown paper bag. You look like Brian <clears throat> Williams right now. <laughs> well, guys, I have some fabulous news for you. Ooh. Thank this you. piece of news correlates to another piece of news we had about two weeks ago. Love where it. we had the Nissan cars that could actually read your mind and you can actually drive the car with your mind. Mm. This piece of news is about an actual machine that reads your thoughts and comes out on a text message. What? Yes. This yes. like danger. Okay. Very dangerous. This technology started in 2013 by President Obama. Oh, so Obama came up with this? Well, Jeez. it was wow. it was called. We could do everything, It was called the oh. Brain Initiative, okay, and it was a grant that he uh, gave of a hundred million dollars that he uh, gave to public and private uh, companies, and they came up with this ingenious um, machine, which actually reads the consonants and vowels of our brains. Okay, I and know it my brain has oh, so those. Mike is out because he doesn't have very. Many- <laughs> <laughs> are you saying Mike if thoughts I, are just if mumbles? I ignore the comments, is that what you're saying? It'll fade away, guys. Hold on, this is this is this is I'm serious. Just pretend it never happened. His text messages will be yo. That'll be you text message <laughs> Mike. Guys, is this is? is serious. Mike is thinking. What guys, is this yeah, is okay. very serious. Pay this, attention. This has a ninety percent accuracy rate. Oh what? shit! All right. All right, and this is very important. It's up to 90%. And what they're hoping to do in the future is to have this machine for speech prosthetic devices for people that can't actually uh, speak. Uh-huh. Stephen Hawkins could have used this before. There you go. You're, 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 you're thinking. So uh, what happens is, like, you know how women give you the silent uh, treatment? Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> with this, they can still communicate with you through the text messages. And, but still give you dirty looks. But give you dirty right. looks at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, on the flip side. Oh, when, what? When oh, women are always like, can you just say something? Just say something. <laughs> and then well, he just hands you his phone. It's funny yeah. that you mentioned that. <laughs> because me. critics are very fearful, right, that this device will cause problems because of secret thoughts we may have. Oh, my God, yes. And they may be f- exposed yeah, accidentally. all thoughts are secret. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's a good point. That's why they're in my head. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. So they're kind of getting the kinks out of it, but this looks like it's going to be uh, Listen, if around this, very if soon. If this came to fruition, Mike would get a text from me once a week going, 
Yeah, fuck Mike. For no reason. I don't think we'd be friends, actually. <laughs> yo, my God, I think our yo. friendship would be over. I would need, like, a special filter. A filter, right? It allows the message to be sent yeah, beforehand. But, right, right. Or if I leave spanned. my phone open, it's like, randomly goes to Rachel. I, I'm lying. Well, I'm lying. I tell you everything. I right. think you know that. I tell you exactly how I feel when I feel it, which is why we are... Yeah. How we are. I don't know if you noticed, but lately I've been like, you know, when you're upset with me, mm -hmm. I do the fake text message that I pretend I'm texting like somebody else. And I'm like, damn, I know Rachel's mad at me. I feel so, so bad. Yeah, I know your strategy. But it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's Matt so, Corny. caught on? Okay. Yeah, it's Matt okay. Corny. I also know your recent strategy of using very cryptic emojis because you know that pisses me off. Oh, with the eyeballs? <laughs> it's so annoying. It's like an emoji that makes no sense. Like, I'll be like, Mike, so what are we going to do about this? And he'll send me a camel. Like, I have oh, no shit. idea. <laughs> yeah. I have no I idea. I can't be there, I but know. I know it pisses her off, so I do it. Like, it maybe, drives me Like an emoji crazy. I've never used before. I'll just put right. it right there it's as a response. so annoying. I'd be like, like a strawberry. Up. I'm not he sure. He sends me, like, know. you know the little ghost one that's like this? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. It's El the Cucu. Halloween I don't know. one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, wow, Frank. Well, so Folks, thank you. It seems like you really like this one. Yeah, thank you so much, Frank. I'm always so happy to help you guys. Frank, I, Frank, I listen to everything you say. Man, you Thank know, you guys. you're awesome, bro. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much. Thank you. Okay. All Good right. Good stuff. Yeah. So I think it's time for the, the shout-outs, right? Ooh, I have one. Can I go? Can I yeah, go? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. A big what's up to our peeps over at Yero.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com, the Latino men's news and lifestyle platform. This week, they're highlighting the 2018 World Cup jerseys. Some of the teams will be rocking, and they look straight Fire. So don't forget to visit Yero.com to check them out. Big shout out to Jessica over at Yero. I have one more bonus shout out, mm, if I may. Of course. Okay, you guys. So we mentioned that the movie Veneno is coming out. It'll be in theaters soon. But guess what? what? We Whoa. have tickets for our listeners. And not just two. Mm -mm. We have six. El culo. Six, six tickets. Culo. That means three people will win and a guest. What? And all you got to do is count how many yo's we're at the top of the episode <laughs> posted on our social media and the person who comes closest because this one I made extra hard yeah week. you did I did uh, will win tickets to see Veneno um, at the premiere which we will be at on April 10th so go ahead and count the yo's may the yo's be with you there was a lot of yo's though yeah. There was a you need an abacus to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, Rachel, for Uptown Collective, they have a play that's called Detained, set in a refugee detention center deep in the heart of Texas. Two teenagers from different backgrounds form an unlikely bond to counter the dangers lurking within without the confines of the facility. It's going to be going from April 11th to the 28th. So go to UptownCollective.com for more information for this play. Amazing. And now it's time. It's that special moment of the show. Yes. This is a special one. This is extra special. And I know I say that every episode, but you this do. time I mm -hmm. mean it. I mm -hmm. really, truly mean it because we know this person so well. Are you ready? Yes, we're Honestly, ready. Honestly, this is the big one because how many like how many times did I say we need him on the show, we need him on the show? I think I've been saying that since we started this thing. Yeah, like I think you've For mentioned real. it like once. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Camel emoji. Okay? Uh, I've been saying it since we started the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the youngest executive chef ever on New York City's fine dining scene. He started at the age of 22. Okay? Wow. He was a runner-up on the Food Network's Chopped. He was a winner. A winner. He beat Bobby Flay. What? Do you know what that means? 
that means he beat Bobby Flay. Yes. It's self-explanatory. Yeah, and yeah. the name's actually in the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. beat Bobby Flay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, he beat Bobby Flay, and his name is Chef Kelvin Fernandez. Yeah, Woo! Chef Kelvin. Finally, 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 you guys got For me here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. You're our first guest, by the way, in, in the, the new, new studio. studio Yo, I'm feeling, I'm feeling extra, extra fancy. Yeah, that, man. That, the donuts, the donuts. I had to stay away oh, you from saw the, the donuts, donuts, of course. I had to get the bottle of water and yes. walk away from the donuts. How do you even <laughs> eat anything like a Dunkin' Donut when you make like these beautiful, <laughs> elaborate donuts? I think at the end of the day, every chef will say the same thing. Sometimes we want simplicity, so oh, you'll catch me sometimes in a little pizza oh, shop. Okay. You'll catch me at McDonald's once a year. You gotta crave the chicken. Is it the same date every same year? Day. No, it's not the same date. Oh, it's no yeah. anniversary. It's nothing <laughs> special about that. The McDonald's oh. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> like, shit! It's November seventh. Like, oh, for, just for example, last uh, last week I did a, a pop up dinner at uh, up in Washington Heights. It was my first time doing it, and uh, I didn't get a chance to eat any of the food that I prepared. I taste, of course, and uh, I was at McDonald's right next door. So uh, th- th- now I'm done for the year. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have at McDonald's? Uh, I had chicken nuggets, ten piece. Oh, okay. The ten piece. Are you able to? Are you, <laughs> Chef Kelvin? Um, are you able to say like, all right, I'm gonna have the chicken nugget. Are you able to process it in your brain and be like, ooh, I'm gonna make my version of the chicken nuggets? Nah, not not when it comes to fast food. It always okay. it definitely my research and development. I think I have one of the best jobs in the world. I get to eat for a living. I get to cook for a living. Um, so if I want to create a new dish, I'm gonna literally go out to eat to a restaurant probably every single night of the week just to make sure I'm getting the best ins and outs of. Let's say I want to create a new salmon dish. I'll have salmon seven different times, and I hate fish. I'm a big meat eater, so right. th- that's my research and development. I get to have some fun. Wow. I have a question for you. Like, as actors, right, you guys watch TV different, right? Like, you mm-hmm. watch it for the acting, mm-hmm. yes. the commercials, same thing. Like, when you eat something, do you dissect the ingredients in your brain? Like, what's the filter and perspective of a chef when you're just trying to eat? It's tough. Uh, I think all my friends can attest to this. Um, I'm probably one of the hardest people to go out to eat with. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, <laughs> let's say I'm at a wedding, you know, the first thing. Oh, my God, how's the food? I'm having a great time. <laughs> that is my response. I'm having such an amazing time. Because Doesn't the bride look beautiful? <laughs> that, that, what else can I say? You know, at the end, I'm, I'm, you know, and another thing is, I never judge if somebody's cooking for me in their in their home because I'm just so grateful for that. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves that people hate that I do this, but I smell my food. That's something that I do. Mm. I, I heard it's like a a big no-no when you go to someone's house. Do you house. do it like in front of people or like in a corner somewhere where no one can no, look at you? The plate's in front of me. Oh, what am I going to do like, it? Yeah. I'm going to just pick it up and smell it. Bobby Flay like, sir, what are you doing? <laughs> the cameras are on. You know this, right? <laughs> it, it, it's part of the blood. It's what I've been doing for the whole, for my entire life. I was going to ask you, do people even invite you to their crib? Because I would not. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of joking around inviting. You know, like, oh my God, uh, I would love to have you over for dinner. I'm like, am I cooking or are you? <laughs> you know, so, but I, it, it's, it's in, a, in, a, in a great way. There's a lot of people. I think moms are have no fear at all. So they don't care who you're cooking for. They think and they know that they have the best food in the world. So they'll say, yeah, come over to cook. So my mom still to this day is my favorite chef. So, Well, speaking of which, sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off, like is your mom your inspiration? Or like how did you even start this whole thing? Uh, it's, it's funny because it kind of just fell in my lap. You know, my mom is an amazing cook. My dad's an actual chef. Um, ah. My mom is in the hospitality business. She's been uh, the director of housekeeping for the past 20 years in, in a big hotel. And... Uh, 
I was in high school and I was all about sports, you know, and I always say this story with such enthusiasm because if it wasn't for this woman, um, I wouldn't know what I'd be doing to this day. You know, I fell in love with a girl in high school and she was my number one supporter at every game. I wrestled, I played baseball, I played football, and uh, she was at every game, every match, and uh, she wanted me to support her the way she, I, she was supporting me. And she says, I want you to join cooking class with me. I'm like, hell no. Are you out of your mind? I'm like, these guys, these guys are going to make fun of me. I'm like, I'm 5'5", five five, and you got this six foot tall, you know, who's my best friend. But still, at the end of the day, at that at that, you know, you're talking about 15, 17 years ago. You know, it, it, cooking was unfortunately just thought as a woman's thing, but let alone it's made up of 90% male in the restaurant world. So Interesting. a lot of people don't know that, you know, now you get to see all these amazing chefs that are coming out that are, that are female and it's such an inspiring thing. But, um, long story short, you know, uh, I joined a cooking competition. Uh, I joined a cooking class. I went to Long Island city high school in Queens and, um, I won a full scholarship to go to the most prestige culinary school in New York city. Uh, it's the culinary Institute of America short for the CIA. So everybody thinks I have a oh. central intelligence agency, but it's it wasn't the, just food you were making. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it was such an awesome honor. And I found out that, you know, at 17 years old, I'm like, if you're going to give me $40,000 to go to college, I'm doing something right. Let's go this aisle. Let's, let's take this direction and see where it can go. And I fell in love with the attention that I was getting. I fell in love with being able to share something like I don't have to, I don't even have to meet you. I can create a dish and I can just change your mood in one bite. You can have a bad day and you had a great meal. And guess what? You forgot about your bad day. That's how powerful food is. And I'm lucky that I can be able to experience that with so many people. That's true. The opposite happens when I go over Rachel's house. I'm in a good mood. Right. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> really? Again? Uh, Rachel, Why? You can cook for me any day. Rachel. Never again. <laughs> Never again. I'm not the best cook. Okay, okay. Mike, uh, but she admits it, which is good because is the worst good. thing is you want to go over, you're expecting a great meal, and then you're like, oh, shit. I could. This bake. is right? This is right? Oh, my God. My, yeah. my biggest pet peeve is on Instagram. All of a sudden, everybody can, you know, make a dish, and all of a sudden, there's chef in front of their first name. Here's chef, you know, Carlos. Here's chef Ricky. I'm like, Jesus Wait, Christ. can I tell you something Smoke. funny? My mom, <laughs> my mother, whenever she cooks or eats something that's out of the norm, you know, rice and beans, whatever, it'll be like a plate of like ham and cheese and crackers. She's like, mira, una cena gourmet. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, it's, it's, it was packaged. It's, yeah. Gourmet. Gourmet. Mm. Come on. I bake well. I will say that. I could do desserts. You know what I'm saying? But like, Food to consume? <laughs> to consume. That's pretty serious. I think we As opposed to throw to against the wall. She makes and a really I good food. That's usually what I do with I make. She makes a really good cafe con leche. That's Thank gourmet. You. Yeah, you I know. really take and my a, cafe. Apparently, I hear she makes a really good coquito, too. So I know she's been bothering me for like three years since yes. we met. We're supposed to have this coquito off. I'm, I, I you've think mentioned you're scared. it. I'm not scared. There's nothing I to be scared about. Are. I'm very confident in anything I, I do. Because I have been asking you to do this for a long time. It's bad timing. I was actually going to bring one today, but I completely <laughs> forgot. I was running around downtown. <laughs> oh, no, downtown. That, you know, that's... You forgot? <laughs> I did forget. I okay. did. I'll take a picture and I'll show you. It's in my refrigerator. I made it yesterday. I was supposed to bring it, but I forgot. This Christmas, pinky swear. Pinky swear. <laughs> if, if it doesn't Going happen, down. then I'm scared. Oh. If it doesn't down. happen, then you win. Deal. Now, when you did start taking the culinary classes in high school, did that change your relationship with your fellow sports guys? Uh, yeah and no. You know, I think the real people that were by my side uh, uh, understood and always wants you to progress. You know, it's tough, but, you know, it, I think in life you meet a lot of people for certain reasons, you know, and as the time grows, people progress. You know, at my age now, I'm 32, I'm going to be 33. A lot of my friends are married now. A lot of my friends... Um, 
have their, you know, their, their lives. And I, you know, with me, uh, I've sacrificed my entire childhood, I would say, because, you know, I've done things at the age where I'm at now that I should be doing now, but I've done that when I was 22. You know, not, not a lot of people get the opportunity to become an executive chef at such a young age and uh, let alone <clears throat> put myself on a platform where I created a brand and I'm very grateful for those opportunities. But at the end of the day, it takes a while to just look back and say, I'm proud of myself because I never give myself the credit. At the end of the day, it's for the way I always see it. It's not about what I've done. It's about what I'm continuing to do. Preach. I feel that um, you're an example of the 10,000 hours rule where you started at such a young age that you've applied and you've had so much experience that you're at a point right now where you're ascending to another level. Can you speak a little bit about how some of your earlier experiences when you're working in the restaurants at first and how that journey was for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I started my first restaurant. I'll never forget it. It was in uh, Long Island City, Queens, right by the water. The restaurant was named The Water's Edge. Um, and it was a beautiful place to work at. But here I am, 16 years old. Uh, I wanted to be a busboy. I wanted to be in the front of the house. I didn't want to be in the kitchen, even though I, you know, again, at that time, I didn't know I wanted to be a chef. Uh, the chef looked at me. He knew that I came from a certain teacher, uh, grabbed me and said, you, you're going to work with me. And I said, wow. oh, fuck, I'm scared now because this guy is a French guy. Uh, and back then, it, I guess it was allowed because <laughs> nowadays I don't see it. But <laughs> I'm talking about pots and pans being thrown, plates being broken. Um, you do something wrong. You get shamed. The moment he found out I was Dominican, it was the end of the world. Oh, this Dominican handicap. You're a birth defect. Your mother didn't want you. Oh my it it wow. was like, but at the end of the day, it created this person in me that, you know what? I am an asshole. I overcooked that egg and I shouldn't have done that because I know better. But I also I also learned that when I become a chef, I don't want to be like that guy. Mm. Don't be, be Chef Ramsay. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give that man a lot of respect. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it, there's there's a way to to also earn people's respect. And the way that I've done it in my culture, in my kitchen, I've always respected everyone. I there's a joke that goes around that I call everybody chef. You could be a dishwasher. You could be a line cook. You can be my prep cook. Your chef. Everybody is at the same level. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel that for the past couple of years, I've noticed that I wanted to work for a chef like myself uh, because I've molded myself into being this guy that everybody wants to work for. And I'm grateful to be able to inspire people because at the end of the day, I'm just a guy who cooks. I just have the opportunity to do it on different levels. Um, the hardest thing was, was making the right decisions. And I think in, in life, there's a lot of opportunities to make wrong decisions, but for me, every single decision that I've made in my life has been the right one. Because even though if it didn't work out, guess what, I learned from that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna make that same mistake. Or you know, I've made business decisions that didn't work out. Um, I've left amazing restaurant opportunities to go try something else that didn't work out. But at the end of the day, it, it still made me who I am today. So you know, when you're young, I think you know, the, the best thing that I try to tell anyone who's trying to be a, a chef and is up and coming is work your ass off. You know, work for these, you work for people who you aspire to be like. If you work for talented people, you're going to be a talented person. You work for shitty chefs, you're going to be a shitty chef because you adapt the habits. Tell us a little bit of the experience of uh, being in these cooking competitions because I know and I've seen some documentaries, like usually when you're really good at a profession, but when you're on television, that extra pressure. 
So that's how that experience is because you're not only cooking, but you have cameras on you and it's going to be televised. You can watch it at home, and I've done this to myself before. The first show I ever did was Chopped, and that was when I was 26, I believe. And uh, you're at home watching. I'm like, right away, I'm going to make uh, uh, creme brulee with the, I'm going to take the jelly beans. No, n- all that is thrown out the window. <laughs> you have no time to even think. Uh, there's, you know, there's cameras right in front of you. It, there's lights everywhere. Everyone's sweating, not not because of the heat. It's because of the lights. Mm-hmm. You know, and aside from you're running around, you really do have 20 minutes. You really do have 30 minutes. You know, then you also have to adapt to, you know, not every show is the same. Um you have to learn that, you know, if you're fourth, guess what? They're eating your food as cold mm-hmm. as possible. Oh, damn. So you're, you're thinking about, you know, judges have to, you know, when you're watching a 30-minute show, in reality, it's a 16-hour day. Mm-hmm. You know, and people don't know that because there's so many things that go in and out. But for me, the moment I was on, like, the, the first time I saw myself on television, um, I felt that I belonged there. You know, I, I feel that um, I have a gift. I want to be able to show people that um, I... I want people to be proud of me, especially the people that I've worked for, because that, that's what I am when I see my protégés up and coming. And, you know, one of my uh, right-hand mans was, uh, his name is Chef Jose de Jesus. And I met this guy when uh, we were in a cooking competition, and he was a chef that was working in a hospital, and guess what? He beat me in this cooking competition. Mm. That humble a humble pie that I took that day. Yum, 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 yum. And it was the same experience that I had when I lost on Chop. You know, for me, you know, I, you got to lose sometimes in life. You know, it, I feel like I'm one of the best chefs, but at the end of the day, someone's going to be just as good as you is not better. You know, so so you learn a lot. You know, with Jose, when, when I met him, I met a guy who was just as inspiring as I was. I met a guy who was just as hungry as I was. And still to this day, you know, I, I see him following his dream. So I'm proud of people like that. that that's what I like to see on a regular basis. So, um the advice that I always give is is just work your ass off in the beginning. You know, I, like I said, I sacrificed my life, and that's one of the most important things. When my friends are having, you know, hey, let's go play baseball on this uh, on Saturday at three o'clock. Oh, I'm in a restaurant. Oh, it's you know Thanksgiving. Everybody's with their family. Oh, I'm cooking for 250 people. You know, so those are the things that people have to really understand when you're getting into a business like this. Is it safe to say that you're the only Dominican that has ever beat Bobby Flay? <laughs> Did you set a record? I, I can cooking. I can say I think I'm the only. Dominican. I'm not the only Latino. I know there's been a, a couple other chefs that have been on there, but Bobby Flay's the man. And I and I say this because I, you know, I was grateful enough. I I actually did the original pilot for Be Bobby Flay. It never aired. It was I was like 25 years old, and that moment changed my life. And I was rushing to get the next opportunity, you know. So I'm like, shit. I I just went against Bobby Flay. And no one's gonna know what happened. So <laughs> what what do I do? Yeah, first, yeah. Tell people you beat right, him. Right. I can't. I can't yeah, say. I can't say. I can't say. So I remember calling my mom. I'm like, oh my god, I just went against Bobby Flay. Show never happened. I'm like, shit. Okay. Gang at Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. And and then here comes, you know, two years later, I run into Bobby Flay, and I'm at a food and wine festival, and I just tap him on the shoulder. He turns around, and he goes, you. Doesn't know my name. You. <laughs> you were great. We need to get you back on. I'm like, that's all I wanted. That is all I wanted. So you beat him on national television. You're in a little bit of respect, you know. So the good thing is that, you know, we're, we're friends now, which is awesome. And, you know, he flies me out to to do some awesome events. I did the Kentucky Derby um, with him. And that was the first time in my life that I looked around. And I'm here I am on a private jet with... Mm. Marcus Samuelson, Floyd Cardoz, like some of the top chefs in, right. in, 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 in America. And I'm looking around and I'm like, what am I doing here? 
nice. And I said to myself, fucking deserve to be here. Yeah, Those are opportunities. Those are things that, you know, I'll always remember. Just like yesterday was the anniversary of the B. Bobby Flay show. And, you, you know, things like that to me, it's like what, what inspires me to continue to push. You know, I, I have this awesome collage in, in, my, um, in my apartment and there's the first um, article that was ever written where I was working at the Strand Hotel on 37th Street between 5th and 6th, not too far from here. And they did this awesome, it was like front page of the Daily News and it said, you know, Chef Kelvin is uh, the executive chef of a hotel and this guy is not even 30. And this is this these are things that I want to continue to push because I'm 32 years old. I, I want to do so much more by the time that my career is over. Speaking of which, what is in the 10-year trajectory of your career? Uh, you know, goals change every day. Goals change every day. You meet new people. You have new opportunities. Um, things that I really definitely want to do, uh, and this is like in the 4C future, I definitely want to write a cookbook. You know, I think it's nice. one of the number one requests that I get. Um, you know, people really love my one-on-one -on -one Snapchat demos that I do. I try to really interact. Uh, one thing I always do is I try to respond to every single comment while I can, you know, whether it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, I try to respond to everybody that shows me love, which is which is pretty cool. And, you know, there, there's times people come into the restaurant they're like, oh my God, uh, I was the one you were talking to yesterday. I'm like, oh, I talked to everybody. Just remind me, remind me. I'm like, and it's also kind of weird. Yeah, but okay. yeah, have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, the, the, the funny thing is, like, I always want to make people feel comfortable. You know, so there's you know, the, what I love about Uptown, and it, it, they make me feel like a rock star. You know, I can walk into a club and I'm just there to hang out with some friends, and people want to show love, people want to take pictures, people want to remind me where they met them or. It's an amazing feeling, and I'm, I'm always humbled by that. But uh, aside from that, I want to have a TV show. I want to work on a YouTube series or and see where that might come from. Um, and my main goal is opening up my own restaurant. You know, I, I've been uh, doing a lot of freelancing on my own right now. I'm doing a couple of pop-up events, um, which is pretty cool that I haven't been at a restaurant in a month. I threw out my first event. It sold out in one day. Uh, nice. So it shows the demand of people wanting my food, which is so pretty cool. And... Uh, I'm really excited for my next journey. You know, I did a, a cooking competition with uh, Daniel Balud, who's one of the top uh, French chefs in America. Um, there's an organization that's called CCAP, Careers Through Culinary Arts Program. Those are the people that gave me the scholarship when I was in high school. And to know 15 years later, I still can do cooking competitions with them. I just want a scholarship to go to France. So I'll be traveling to Europe. Nice. Uh, I'm going to be gone for 45 days starting April 16th. I'm oh super excited. Um, I love traveling. That's like my new fun thing. But to be able to uh, go to Europe, uh, I'm going to be working in one of the best restaurants in Lyon, French, Michelin star. Um, and uh, I'm going to get my ass kicked, but I'm looking forward to it. Nice. That's incredible. I, I want to go back to uh, you talking about social media. How's social media for you? How's that been? Is it a, a pro? Is it a con? How's that helped or kind of distracted as far as what, what you do? I think social media is always a pro and a con. You know, sometimes uh, it really does take up a lot of time, you know, um, especially of, of how interactive you want to be. Um, but for me, you know, social media is, it, it really does help me. It takes my career to certain levels. It connects me with people that really cannot have the opportunity to know that I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So, you know, for example, I did my first pop-up and now I have five people saying, hey, I have an open space if you want to come and check it out. And, um, but it doesn't help when you're in a relationship. You know, I've mm. been single for a couple years now and it's, it's hard because it's hard to explain to a partner that, you know, I'm responding to people or why why they have heart emojis on your pictures or why this girl says she wants to see your huevos huh? <laughs> easy easy <laughs> honey not those huevos that's dope like, why, 
example, what example? Webo emojis. What example? One small example was, what do you mean she's excited? She can't wait to see you tonight. I'm like, I'd be excited to have my food too. You got muela though. You got muela. That was good. But you got to because at the end of the day, this is this is what I. It won't work for you. It won't work for you. But you know, it's 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 a pro and a con. You know, I I love social media, but I also hate social media. You know, sometimes I notice that I try to take a break from it, but if I don't put any content up, you start losing your your followers. You start losing your interest. I actually have a cousin who's in culinary school right now at Johnson and Wales in Rhode Island. I don't know if you heard of that. Yeah, school. absolutely. Awesome. That's, uh, that's the number two school. The number two. <laughs> so he, he, wow. that was a good choice. Wow. I'm glad he got in. No, absolutely. It's a shout great out, school. Shout, shout out, out to, to Christian Danny's Salas for hey. getting in. He wants to know uh, what are the best habits to get into uh, as a chef. I, I think the the number one thing is like like I said, work work with chefs that are elite. Work with. You know, of course, you're gonna make shit money. You're mm-hmm. gonna work long hours. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have one day off a week. But when you build up those great habits and you start working with great people, they're gonna be accustomed to you. You know, these yeah. are things that you're gonna start learning. And um, I think at the end of the day, have the opportunity to travel, have the opportunity to eat food, save money, go eat at some of the best restaurants yeah. in New York City, and you'll you'll learn what you want to do. You know, everybody has different goals. You know, I. Uh, um, I'd love to hear more about him and see what it is. So he could definitely message sure. me and we'll definitely I'll let talk. Him know. I'll let him know. Uh, um, funny enough, I also have a cousin that's going to culinary oh, school. Oh, come on, Boggles. <laughs> she's biting. Sheep's Hay Bay Culinary University. I don't know if you've heard of it. I actually he, never heard uh, of it. They only make uh, Jamaican beef patties there, though. That's, that's their... Uh, shout out to Tito Gonzalez. He wants to know what is a meal that he can learn that women will like, like, like more. I don't know. What's a I, meal that he can make? Well, it depends that on the women person. Women will love. It depends from on your what, experience. Okay, from what I my my experience. Not mangu. Okay. Not mangu. Okay. Even I though I can I can make a dope mangu though. Sure. Um, chicken cordon bleu is one okay. of my favorite dishes. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it's like a, a gar- You know, Spelled everybody everybody eats chicken. You know, and Spelled it's blue b l b l u e. There you go. No. Okay. Just I'm gonna text them this, so I gotta know. B L E U. Okay, it's French. It's French. Oh, it's French. Cordon bleu. Yes, you got that accent down pat. I do. It's that diction. It's that diction. It's one of those dishes that are. It's guaranteed. We call those the the penny dropper. Oh. What wine do you pair it with? Moscato. This is giving you too much information over here. I'm giving you too much information over here. You should do a cookbook called Baja. Yeah. Oh copyright, copyright, copyright. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. Copyright, Baja Panti. I'm already, I already bought it. So you kind of said what one of your favorite dishes was, but at the top of the episode, we all said what would be our last dish if we were sentenced to the electric chair. Um, what would be yours? You know what? I, I got a, uh, this, this one dish that changed my life. Um, foie gras. I is. knew Are you were going to say that. Yes, it is. I know, oh, I know. God. Wait, wait. Rachel, Danny, number one. Really? I don't know if you... Number one rule, you, you don't yuck someone's yum. Okay, I'm sorry. Number I, one I rule. She does that all the time I do that me. all the time, too. Oh, yeah, my yeah, best yeah. friend told me yesterday, someone once told me, don't yuck someone's yum. I'm like, yeah, I yeah, won't. I told it to you. That's a good True. piece of advice. Um, don't yuck someone's yum, Boggle. But don't I'll tell shame you why. someone for the fetish. I'll tell you why. That has to be paired with something sweet. And this one guy, one of my best friends, he has an awesome restaurant in Laguna Beach, California. His name is Amar Santana. Dominican, proud Dominican. He was on Top Chef, finished as a runner-up last year. Nice. Super proud of that dude. He made this one dish. It was foie gras seared with a pomegranate gastrique and an apple tartan, which was like this. It was like basically a dessert. But when I took a bite of that, it sent me back to like when I was a baby and I had my first bite of solid food. <laughs> so like this, this is something that I've had like maybe I would say 12 years ago, and I still think about it to this day. 
That's a dish. That's a dish. That's a Baja Blast. Yeah. That would be my last dish. I wouldn't need. I wouldn't Yo, need three courses. I, I, I would just need a a, a foie gras. That's Yo, when it. you were explaining that, I like went to another world. <laughs> I literally was just. It's the sweet just, salt. It's the sweet like, salt. Yeah. There were too many fancy yeah, words. There's a lot of right so. The gastric. The gastric threw what you off. What is the gastric? The gastric is like a reduction of like, um, for example, you want to take pineapple juice and you put it on to boil and reduce it. The sh- natural sugars of the pineapple juice is gonna make a sauce. You just finish it with a little bit of butter, and now you have a pineapple oh my God, sauce. I'm so hungry. Pineapple I have space. You can move in with me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot of yeah. space. <laughs> this, this space, I need this space. Okay, and that's just perfect. for his ingredients. We'll, we'll work it out with you, <laughs> we'll, we'll have you. I come with my own stuff. You be over here every show. You'll have a specific meal you make. We'll shout you out. We'll put Facebook Live. We got you. Yeah, we can bring some induction yeah. burners. We'll do a nice little live cooking show. We got this. We got this. Well, we have to wrap up, but like, what are some words of advice that you? you have for those chefs on the come up like Danny's cousin and Bago's fake friend <laughs> cousin <laughs> Tito cousin. Uh, to make sure that this is something you really want for yourself you know there's uh, I, I grew up in the era of celebrity chef like Emeril Lagasse was the first guy on the Food Network. You know, it was it was no celebrity chef until the Food Network existed. Um, before you go to culinary school, go work in a restaurant. Make sure you want to be in that environment for at least the next 10 years of your life because it's not for everybody, you know, especially when one of the classes I went to culinary school, uh, it was uh, meat. It was called meat fabrication, and you will see the worst of the worst. And a lot of people went, you know, vegetarian. A lot of people went to baking and pastry because they decided that, you know, maybe this part of the lifestyle is not something I want to do. You don't have to be a butcher, but you still have to learn where things come from. So you see the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, you just got to make sure you want this. Good advice. Well, it's time for Que Lo Que, one of our favorite parts Mm -hmm. of the show. So hit it! Chef Kelvin, please tell everybody where they can find you, where you at, where you grilling. Uh, Everything, 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 everything I do is on Instagram, Chef Kelvin, C-H-E-F-K-E-L-V-I-N on Twitter. I'm not a lot on Twitter, but everything I post on Instagram goes automatically, so it hooks it up. But I'll be doing a lot of events. I'll be gone for, like I said, for the next 45 days, starting April 16th. But as soon as I be back, you know, I got a lot of events popping up, so just look out for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who's next? Anybody? Uh, I'll do the shout out, Corriente Latina. Just go to the website. They're going to have some free screenings. But go to their website, CorrienteLatina.com. And you can catch me on um, my social media is at Juan Bago. Danny. Yeah, Michael Oquez. At, uh, I'll be in LA April 20th to 22nd, going to the Holly Shorts Film Festival out there. My short film, Some Bad News, was nominated. As well as uh, a couple other festivals, but you know, I, I don't want to hog this up. I yeah. mean, that, and that's my kill, okay. And by the way, thank you so much for subbing in for Jamie. Um, it was fun. It was fun. You know, it's funny. You mentioned seven seconds earlier. Jamie also auditioned for that part. Yes, and I know. He didn't get it, and here I am subbing for Danny. Me. It seems like when Jamie drops the ball, here I am to pick it up. Yeah, Damn. I'm just saying. Jamie, get your shit together. Salt on the wound. Wow. Jamie, get it together. <laughs> Uh, I have a couple of shout outs. So this Saturday, Bago and I have the privilege of hosting Omega Phi Beta's Theta Chapter 20 year anniversary. So nice. That's what's up. We'll be mm-hmm. living the Greek life on Saturday. Um, I want to shout out my parents. On April 8th, they will be married for 51 years. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 
51 years. All right, wow. you can find me at Rachel La Loca. Uh, I want to thank our special guest, Chef Kelvin. He just, okay, there you are. Yes. Uh, right. Thank you so much for coming. And now we have another Kelvin we in do. the building. <laughs> That's enough Kelvins for what me. I got to be honest. One is enough for me. What Kelvins. are the odds? Nah, Jesus. nah, one is never enough. Ah. <laughs> you guys even came yes, in at the same time. I didn't even <laughs> know. That's he, what we do. Real quick, real quick, what, what Chef Kelvin was talking about, about how, about how he is in the kitchen. He really is like that. Like he, so he was, he was our, our, um, our, uh, I forgot what the word is. The chef? chef? Yeah, no, no, Chef. There you go, that. What was it? Culinary director. Culinary And he taught me how to, how to slice an avocado and how to do it like the professional way. And oh. I saw the, the take afterwards and I was like, yo, I look good slicing an avocado. Like, uh, they used like, somebody yeah. else's hands, Kelvin. <laughs> it was my hands. No, he told me, yo, hold the knife like this, sharpen it like this, but, you know, take it easy and then go I like that. Do that. I was like, whoa. Oh, and then he made, right. he made this, uh, this little mofonguito that literally actually changed my mood. Wow. Like that really did happen. Wow. This is chicks, chicks dig a guy who could cut an avocado. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> so you might want to use that trick. Yeah. Not even with a knife. Uh, Brooklyn, anyways. <laughs> so, so we haven't done a Keloke Quickie, which is like a mini interview to, to plug something. So you're the first one in probably oh. like two seasons that we've done a Keloke Quickie. Oh, I'm the first one to do a Quickie. In the new studio. In the new studio. I'm the first one to do a Quickie in the new studio, studio yeah, which yeah, is new, dope. Yeah, wow. first yeah, I have to do some you like the studio, in the studio, right? Studio. Yeah, this studio is fire. Yes, nice. Lit, literally lit. Lots of lights. Yeah, there is a lot of lights. What you got going on, Keloke, Kelvin? Well, 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 I'll be doing my one-man show next month at Alianza Dominicana. I'll be doing... The Brief Wondrous Live of Oscar Wow by Juno Diaz, who was here two, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Three yeah. Weeks yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll be doing my, my one-man show again. Uh, and what, uh, we, we had one show set up on May 4th, um, which, sold which sold out apparently Amazing. quickly again, just Amazing. like the December yes. shows. Yes. And so Alianza Dominicana has decided to open up a second show. <gasps> Exclusive. On May 5th, the following day on Saturday, nice. 4 p.m. Yeah, so I'll be doing two shows at the beginning of next month, and that, that'll be great. Um, and How it's can just, people get tickets? Uh, they'll be able to get tickets on Eventbrite. You can also follow me on Instagram at Chase and Chico. Okay. That's mm -hmm. it. Jason mm -hmm. Chico. Now, yep. I heard a rumor, and you debunk this myth if it's not true, <laughs> but I heard a rumor that you've got two fantastic hosts Yo. of this event. Yo, I heard the same exact I rumor. Heard yeah. I, heard, I heard the same yeah. thing. Who might these hosts be? I, I heard Rosie and Danny are going to be hosting <laughs> yeah. Oscar Wilde. That's exactly yes. what I heard, too. Yeah. I, well, I heard it was so. Rosie and Ray. Rosie. Oh, yes. Rosie yeah, Rosie and Ray, Ray is who was going to host it. Yeah. Actually, no, Rosie and Ray were, were the ones that that that. that <laughs> Man, the fort for me last time in December. They they did my tech and my my stage management. Thank awesome. you, big shout out to Rose and Ray. They were amazing. Uh, but no, it turns out that the hosts are these uh, these two comedians that no one knows about is uh, Mike Mike Diaz and Rachel Strauss. I know, I know yes. them. I've never heard, I've never heard, heard of Mike people. Diaz I've in my life. They, they sound so funny. funny. I really wish I've I really wish I would have gotten like Juan Bago and La Loca. Yeah, but they, they would be in busy on Rebel Bell or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we could bring out Bago and Loca at a uh, and uh, you know and I'm so wow. Can we? Probably. Have you ever heard Juno Diaz? Yeah, yes. actually, have you read it? Yeah, he's of course. You can I definitely was blown bring... away with that interview because he dropped the f bomb uh, exactly. about seven thousand times. Exactly, that you can and definitely. That's bring how you want a Pulitzer, goddamn! <laughs> I just swear, I'm fucking alive. <laughs> like, yeah, I want a uh, fucking Pulitzer. <laughs> so we also have a contest. Oh yeah, we're giving away a pair of tickets. Wait, stop! We can't give away all this stuff. 
Get we're, out of here. We're giving you away in the new more? studio. You can now. Yeah, why people new studio, new rules. So we, we, we're giving away a lot of stuff. But we're going to pair up with you guys, and uh, we're making the announcement when the podcast drops yes. that we're going to be giving away two tickets. Yes, Amazing. that's correct. It's that's awesome. Correct. For we're wrapping away two for, tickets. For free. Yeah. For free, free, free. Really free. And, and, and it's awesome. So people don't have to do anything? You're just giving them away? What no, do they have to do? The contest is pretty much we're going to release it the day of. They'll see it. So stay oh, tuned to our Instagram. So follow us yeah. at We Are Latinos Out Loud, and yes. you'll find out how to win these tickets. Yes, Danny. Yes. And just, Anyways, uh, very quickly, tell us how you're going to feel about performing in Washington Heights, Oscar Wilde, because oh, that's got to be an amazing experience. I, I'll tell you right now, I, I feel both the excitement and the nervousness at the same equal level, like right now, realizing that fact. Um, I've Ever since I was offered the part and I took on the role, I've been dying to perform it in the Heights because of what it means to me, what the story means to me, and what it means for Dominicans, and what the Heights means for Dominicans. So to be able to bring this story up and perform it in Washington Heights means the world to me. I'm, I saw I'm, you perform it at Teatro Latea, yeah. which was downtown, So, and that was electric. I cannot yeah. imagine what it's going to be like at the Heights. I'm going to have to bring like earplugs. <laughs> I'm going to get yeah, a headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll, be, that'll be super dope, you know. I, 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 like, I performed it for, for, for college students up in, in Minnesota, and like, you know, they, they get certain aspects of the story. They get different things. But when I performed it at La Tea, you know, in front of a multicultural audience that, were, that had a lot more Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and people from everywhere, they I got a lot of the stuff that I was talking about. They understood a lot of the references, and that was... Yo, you have mad white people in that audience. I was shocked. Was, oh, this brown boy is so talented. He's so that's, good. That's my favorite compliment that I like to hear. Yeah, this no, brown boy is so talented. I didn't hear this brown boy, but I did. I don't <laughs> any compliment was it starts off with this brown boy is yeah, bound to change your life. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. People were digging it, as yeah. did I. You were really phenomenal. I can't wait Thank to you. see you Thank again you. and then again because I'm going to see you yeah. twice. Yeah, oh, that's right. We are. That's yeah. right. You're going to be hosting both days. Yeah. Damn yes. straight. So what are you getting out of this experience uh, aside from all this inspiration? like where, From what? performing uh, the one-man show? Yeah. I mean, the... What I've, the biggest lesson I've learned from doing this show is that because I'm by myself on stage for 60 minutes going off and it's a marathon, artistically speaking, um, I've learned that it's always changing, that the artistry and the, and the things, the, the, the aspects of the stories are always changing. Things are always getting deeper. You're always finding new connections. You're always finding, you're always finding new things as you perform and also that different audiences respond differently. So I perform the show mainly for high school and college audiences. High school kids respond to the show very differently as opposed to college students, as opposed to like a general audience. Um, and that's just been just amazing to, to, to understand that, to kind of come across and be like, oh, this is how this works. And also in preparation for doing this whole show for 60 Minutes Just Be By Myself, I have to go through like actual exercises that you see people on TV doing the whole and the ma, 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 and red leather, yellow Rachel leather. Rachel usually does that. Brown cow. Rachel, Rachel does, does the yo's. Rachel yes. just, she just wakes up every morning and says, yo, 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 let me get some And look at the diction that we get out of that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. actually recommend it to everyone to wake up <laughs> and just start yoing. Why do you think people yodel in Europe? I mean, it's a fact. It's a wake up exercise. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, doing that has 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 just been uh has been great to my development and and, and added a, a great tool to my acting arsenal. Cool. So man. and Excellent. it just keeps growing, which is well, great. Good luck, and we're gonna see you in uh exactly uh a month. Exactly. Yes, so, sir. Yes, thank sir. Thank you so much for coming into our big shout out to Alianza Dominicana and to uh the uh the Dominican Writers Association, which yes. is also part of the hosting, and, and also to Young Artists in New York and Literature Life who 
made the show possible. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's a wrap for our this first episode here in the new studio. As much as we want to stay here all night, I all know night. I do. I'd like to sleep here. It's Why beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of good food choices around here, too. Shake Shack across the street, <laughs> Starbucks next door. It's really amazing. And whatever Chef Kelvin has in his pockets, I'm sure it'll be Yeah, I know. No? You guys? Uh, yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. Thank uh, you to Chef Kelvin. Thank, thank you, you to, to everybody. Kelvin to regular two. Kelvin. To the other <laughs> to the crew. <laughs> Kelvin. No, just to Chico. Just to actor yeah. Kelvin. To Chef Kelvin. There you go. Yes. To the Kelvin scales, you know, temperature. <laughs> Everyone on the spectrum of Kelvin. Exactly. 273 Kelvin. degrees, baby. Yeah. This is a wrap. That's it. Thank you to all of our listeners. Hey, listen, one more thing. You guys have been leaving us some tremendous and amazing reviews. Please keep them coming. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We want iTunes to pay attention to us. And unfortunately, the only way to do that is to get more reviews and more comments. So let's go. Let's get it popping. Latinos out loud. We're here. We ain't going nowhere. Ponte la pila. Ponte la pila. We out. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? ¡Tremenda vaina! Hola, amigos, y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. ¡Tremenda Vaina! There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.